There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tom Bernard Show with co-host Catherine Brandt, Doug Sprinthal, Andy Brandt-Bernard, and Cassie Schrader. I literally was going to say, Doug, would you stop rattling your chip bag? And then he starts talking with chips in his mouth. It's not me. The hell? Chip bag. I have no bags anywhere near me. What did you have in your mouth? Andy. Nothing. Liar. Andy. (laughs) Andy. Oh, so Andy's got a bag. Yeah. I knew somebody had a bag. I could hear it. Well, then you thought he had we'll be chips back. in his mouth? I don't know. Does it make sense? Well, he went like this. Doug Sprintall. Wasn't me. <laughs> we'll be back, Tom Bernard Show. You can say my name now. And I'll start. Doug Sprintall. Walzer.com. We talked about this earlier. February 7th, Thursday at 2 p.m. Central, we will launch the... Walzer Automotive uh, Car Talk Podcast. We've got to come up with a name for it. Uh, Tom's going to co-host it with me. We'll bring in some people from the company and talk about cool automotive stuff. And we will want to get people to call in with questions, comments, and criticisms. Unlikely we'll have any of the latter. <laughs> so mark it on your calendars. It's something super exciting to look forward to February 7th. And we'll come up with a name for it by then. I think it's a wonderful idea. Ladies and gentlemen... Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I I appreciate that. Um, But I guess the key is is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. That works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Laugh it up. Laugh it up. 
He is. The potato chip bag, the potato chip bag. What is that? The immigrant song. Doug Sprinthal's an immigrant from Rhode Island. <laughs> well, build the wall between Rhode Island and Minnesota. <laughs> Get it built. We Let's could, go. You could wall off Rhode Island for about 150 yeah. grand. It's not that big. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just wall it off. It's all water on the that right be. side. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. It's all all water over there, so you don't have to worry. About, well, you do because all the, you know, all tons of drug shipments that come in offshore. Yeah, that's probably true, actually. Eh, it probably is. It probably is true. Just uh, give me an alert when Ian Shapiro is ready mm-hmm. to go. And we'll move on with that. We'll do. But in any case, what's that? We'll do. Okay, good. I I had mentioned uh, Joe Biden making a statement. I think it was last night or this morning, whatever. But he uh, he in October went and visited a uh, I believe it was a Republican congressman. His, you know, Bo Biden died of cancer. Mm-hmm. His son died of cancer. So this guy, I think his name is like Ogden or something like that. Does that make sense? Uh, Something like that. But anyway, uh, because of what he did with a couple other uh, Republican senators, they they voted for his cancer care bill that I guess Joe Biden put up a few years ago uh, or a couple years ago. But in any case, he went on television today and said, "Um, I'm getting a lot of criticism because I praised three Republicans. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. (laughs) (laughs) It was phenomenal. That is great. It was a great line. Absolutely loved it. It It was a great way to kind of lay off the, yeah, whatever, leave me alone. Ian is on. Ian is on. Well, yes. you know, Ian Shapiro, we're going to talk about responsible parties saving democracy from itself. Is it even possible, Ian? Uh, thanks for having me on. Um, oh, it's a, a yes, great it pleasure. is possible. Uh, yeah, it is possible. In our book, Responsible Parties Saving Democracy from Itself, we come up with a, a series of suggestions about how to change politics to make it less polarized and dysfunctional. Love it. Absolutely love Ian, I'm all ears, as they say. I, do you, first of all, let me just ask you one question. Are there any, sure. I guess, maybe nearly solid numbers, uh, the far left and the far right, and then you've got Democrats, centrists, yep. and Republicans, and we all kind of think the same. The Democrats, Republicans, and centrists kind of think the same. It's the far fringes of both parties that are causing all the problems, isn't it? You just nailed it. So here's the problem. If you, you know, everybody talks about polarization, but Congress is much more polarized than the population. Why is that? The dirty little secret is primaries, because what happens yep. in primaries is you get uh, very low turnout of people on the fringes of the parties. So you can get Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez get selected in New York with um, 11% turnout, or Jim Jordan in Ohio with 15% turnout. Those people then go to Washington, and if they uh, become more moderate, they get accused of having sold out uh, by the people who elected them. Or or they don't, in which case you get gridlock and government shutdowns and so on. So what we argue is that 
if the turnout in primaries falls below a certain level, say 70% of the turnout in the previous general election, then uh, the results should be disregarded and the congressional parties should be picking the candidates. That's one of the, one of the sorts of reforms that would you know, push the parties to become more like the people. As you said, most people are not like the fringes of either of these parties. No. No, we, we are not at all. Has it always been the case in America, or when did it start, where money rules over everything for these extremists? Again, far left and far right. If they can make money from it, boy, that's a great idea. Has it always been that way, Ian? Well, so, so primaries have been around, uh, you know, since the beginning of the last century. But here's what's changed. Um, over the last couple of decades, we've gotten to a world where the vast majority of seats are safe seats. Ninety percent of the seats plus are safe seats. And that means the only election that matters is the primary. And so that's why they've become more and more important and why they pulled the parties apart. Um, and so we really need to change that. And that's another one of our proposals that for, for drawing districts, we shouldn't let the state legislatures do it. Because if they do it, you know, whichever party right. controls the legislature creates safe seats for themselves. Or if, if, the, if, they, if they have divided control, they just carve up the states between them. So we should be going to independent commissions. Some states have done that. About a, a third of the states have done that. But the trouble with the commissions is too often they're also bipartisan. They're not really independent. So they just carve up the states, too. We really need commissions that will draw districts that look more like America. They should have rural voters in them and urban voters in them so that the people running in those districts have to pay attention to the sorts of things that most people care about, like employment security, retraining for people who are going to lose their jobs six or seven times over their lifetimes. Uh, these are the sorts of issues that actually matter to people. Um, and instead of these, these fringe, you know, hugely symbolic issues like gun control or whatever it might be, or um, uh, building a wall on the one side, or you know, completely impossible things like free college tuition for everybody in America on the sort of <laughs> yeah. far left of the Democratic Party. All of this stuff, mm -hmm. you know, no wonder nobody turns out in the general election because they look at these candidates and they just want to throw up. <laughs> well, I do, Ian, I'll tell you that. I look at these candidates and I go, yeah. I do feel like hurling right now. I it's know. It's frightening to me that these people are saying. Now, I do want to ask you this, Ian. We're in a situation right now and observing yeah. it. Now, I should mention that, that I grew up, my mother was a, an ardent Democrat, and I grew up in a Democratic house. And then later in life, when I was on my own, uh -huh. which you kind of try to find yourself, I became a Republican for a while. And I didn't like e uh -huh. either one of them because in Minnesota, the parties in Minnesota, both parties, are extreme parties. They're not just, say, let's serve the middle of the road. Yeah. They're either far left or they're far right because Minnesota yeah. is a whacked out state. It is. Yeah, well, uh, you know, the, the, it is true that Minnesota has people from the far left and the far right. But what we've done by changing the, the rules of access to, to office is, is essentially we've made it possible for those groups to hijack the parties. And that's mm -hmm. what we have to change. 
You know, everybody, we, we can't keep shooting the messenger. We, we attack the politicians. But the truth is the politicians just respond to the incentives in front of them. You know, look, like mm-hmm. look at Mitch McConnell. He won't, he won't hold a vote to just open the government, even though he knows there's a big majority for that in the Senate. Why? Because he would get savaged in a, in a primary in Kentucky. He's already facing a primary challenge from a Tea Party person. You know, mm-hmm. he doesn't want to go the way of Eric Cantor. So it's not, right. you know, it's not that it's, we, 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 we focus on the messenger. We, what we really have to do is change the incentives underlying the system. And by the way, you mentioned money. Um, you know, everybody talks about the supply of money from the special interests and all that. But why is there so much demand for money? Why do the politicians yeah. need so much money? It's, it's because they have to run these permanent campaigns to protect themselves uh, from primary challenges or to win in primary challenges. Then, as you said, they're beholden to the people who give them the money. They hate it. They don't want to spend this, their time you know, being kept on a, on a leash by donors and spending all this time raising money. It's actually in their interest to change it as well as in the interest of the voters. Yeah, I, and that's I think what we, we argue do. in our book, you know. Yeah, Ian, do you think? So I was just going to say that's what we argue in our book, responsible parties. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, and and that's what I'm looking for. I think that's what everybody. Wouldn't you say that 90 percent of the people in America would just like responsible parties and everybody to just support all voters, not just the ones who voted for you, and just all taxpayers get get treated well, not just the ones you like. Right. Yes, and we've we've got to find a way to change the incentives facing our elected officials, or that's not going to happen. You've got to make the sorts of changes to primary selection procedures and the way districts get drawn. Uh, otherwise, it, as I said, you're, you're, what we've done now is we've created a system in which the politicians must fail, and then we blame them for failing. Um, and so, uh, you know, that's, that, that's what needs to be changed. I think that there's, a, there's another issue, though, too, is that – and maybe it's always existed, though, but I don't remember it. We've got to the point where a lot of people treat politics as if it's a football game. In other words, the best Democrat is always going to be worse than the worst Republican or vice versa. And as long as people yeah. are, are look at it as, as being so polarized, I don't know how we get out of this. I do understand your point about the primaries, and I agree completely. That is mm-hmm. the way that the radical fringe gets to hijack either party. But it's but we've got this, I think, especially after 16, a lot of people got interested in politics that really had never paid any attention to it before because it was such an un, uh-huh. unusual uh-huh. election. But they don't really. But it's not a football game. We're trying to hire the best people to run the country. It's maddening, quite honestly. Well, that's yeah, that's true. But you know, one point about sixteen, just while we're on the primaries, is that Donald Trump got picked as the Republican candidate by fewer than five percent of the American electorate. So they're highly unrepresentative sample. And then if you have a weak candidate on the other side, which we did, he gets to be president. You know, now, um, on your point about, about football games, uh, yeah, I'm, I mostly agree with you, but I, sh- I would say that our politics would be much better if the parties behaved more like teams where everybody's pulling in the same direction. Um, mm-hmm. and, and instead of 
the system in which everybody's a free agent just just trying to you know get as much for themselves as possible and promise ridiculous things in their districts rather than all be on one team trying to come up with policies that most Americans would support that's what we need we need policy we need a system that's going to push the center of gravity of the parties toward the middle and unless you make changes to the basic rules we argue in our book responsible parties saving democracy from itself unless you do that um, everything else becomes a sideshow that makes complete sense to me I, I i do have to ask you and this is this question is for everybody but ian um was this the first time in history that somebody could come forward and call the president of the United States the Grand Wizard of 1600 Pennsylvania? Uh, what are we doing? Uh, why, why would that party allow that man to get away with that? Uh, they couldn't stop him. Uh, you know, yeah. they tried. But the, the rules that they have created, and in their case, you know, and the Democrats have just made the same mistake because— the yep. Republicans were bound by a rule which said the superdelegates had to follow the primary result on the first ballot. The Democrats didn't have that rule, but they have now put it in because Sanders insisted on it as a condition oh. for supporting Hillary Clinton. So now if we get a, you know, a left-wing Donald Trump uh, mounting a same kind of um, takeover of the Democrats, they won't be able to stop that person either. Um, so people, we keep getting diverted by the wrong issues. You know, everybody's now debating, yep. well, should we, get rid of the, should we get rid of the Electoral College? That would just make us more like Latin America, mm -hmm. where the president would be stronger and the, and the congressional parties even weaker. And you'd get more people running on populist platforms promising the, promising the earth that they'll never be able to deliver. Um, we need to strengthen the parties in Congress that, and make it possible for them to govern. Uh, we would be better off going back to the system before Andrew Jackson came along when the congressional parties picked the presidential candidates and made our system function more like a parliamentary system. The first big populist assault came in 1824 when Jackson was furious because he had lost to John Quincy Adams. And that's when we got our first national conventions. And then, of course, later we got primaries and all the rest of it. But we, we think that if you had parties that were cohesive teams with strong incentives to appeal to middle America, then we would get the kind of political competition we need. People would be less ang angry and alienated, and the system would start to come back. I think it's wonderful. Responsible parties saving democracy from itself. Ian Shapiro and Francis Rosenbluth, right? Available from fine bookstores near you <laughs> and on, on Amazon, uh, Amazon Prime. You can get it for less than 10 bucks. I love it. It's can, wonderful. Can we send one to every member of Congress yes, and can the we? Senate? <laughs> We'd love to, Perfect. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that'd so be th wonderful. Thanks I so much for having me on. Oh, a pleasure. We'd, I'd love to talk to you again, sir. We'll stay in touch. Terrific interview. Thank Anytime. you. Anytime. Okay, ciao.
Absolutely. <laughs> Ian Shapiro, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, he's... Uh, see, we need more Ian Shapiros in the world. It's like, would everybody just calm well, down? I didn't no, it, even it, know what to do with it because he, so, he made sense. Yeah. That's it's, the first time I've heard somebody make sense in so long. It's true. I didn't even know what to think. It's funny. I was like, when wait. He, when he first started talking, I'm like rolling my eyes going, oh, that accent. This, I'm, I'm never going to get through this interview. And then I started listening to what he was actually saying. And he's yeah. a smart guy. Yeah. He is a very smart guy. Look, I don't think you should be calling the President of the United States the Grand Wizard. I don't think you should be calling a U.S. Senator Pocahontas. Can we grow up and yeah. start acting like adults? No. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we can't. Unless that was a rhetorical question. Yeah, I, I just, would you just do your job? That's the one thing I would say to Nancy Pelosi and uh, President Trump. God, Both of you get your head out of your ass and do your job. Well, the prob- Serve all the people. Well, like he was talking about, she doesn't have any interest in what's going on no, right now. No. All she cares about oh. is 2020. Mm-hmm. She couldn't care less if these people ever go back to work as long as she gets her way. Because she can be a very spiteful, horrible human being. <laughs> and to make a person like that the speaker... In this political climate, I think was a huge mistake, and I don't think mistake. anything's going to get done for the next two years. Well, she'll make more money. She's only worth four billion right now, so she probably want to collect another I, couple of it billion. It just makes me sick. It's and now he's—he—it's all, all tit for tat. That's yep. all it is right all now, it is. and it's all—it's going to be because these two are used to having everything their own way, and they can't work with anybody. By the way, Cassie, you don't have to edit out the word tit there. It's not the same thing. <laughs> we'll be back mm-hmm. on Bernard's show. A program that benefits the homeowner and not the realtor? Do you want a guaranteed offer on your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl, who has some exciting news to share. Hey, Tom, we are super excited to announce our guaranteed offer program. Here's how it works. If you qualify, we will guarantee you an offer on your house within 48 hours, which means you could be closing in three weeks. No staging, no cleaning, no decluttering, and of course, no open houses. This is your hassle-free way to sell your home. If you qualify for the program, you will get a competitive offer in 48 hours, period. Sounds like a stress-free way to sell your home. It is, Tom. Some homeowners want the convenience to be able to sell their home quickly without going through the stress of showings, open houses, and so many more headaches, especially if they found their dream home and need to sell fast. You do need to qualify for this program, but that's quick and convenient as well. To see if you qualify for the guaranteed offer program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate, go to chrislindahl.com right now or call 763-401-SOLD. Once again, that's chrislindahl.com, Chris with a K. If you're tired of feeling frustrated because your clothes don't fit like they used to, then Nutramost is for you. Thanks to the Sheehy brothers and staff at Nutramost in Plymouth, I am down 92.5 pounds. The Nutramost program is amazing. I lost over 40 pounds during each of my first two 40-day rounds. You can have great success just like me because Nutramost is customized for each individual person, and the staff at Nutramost will be there for you every step of the way. Start your weight loss journey today and let Nutramost help change your life. Give yourself this wonderful gift or give this program as a present. Nutramost guarantees that you lose 20 pounds or more. Nutramost helped me change my life and they can help you too. Call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. Love this song. I do too. Traveling Wilburys. It's a great record. Magnificent. I listen to it every once in a while. It is. It's fabulous. It is a really good. It is really, really good. 
I have to tell you something. Uh, there's a headline right now. It shows Pelosi and Donald Trump, and then there's a, a wall behind both of them. <laughs> and it's referred to in the story as DC's Shut Show. <laughs> Shut Show? <laughs> <laughs> the New York Post? It sounds like the Post. <laughs> oh, no, it's actually Fox. That's who it is. <laughs> it's actually fo- a Fox story. A Shut Show. A Shut Show. Now, by coincidence... I'm walking from uh, from the bedroom into the living room, and there's a young woman doing a commercial. Uh, and, you know, I'm not really paying attention, but I, she said, uh, I shook the bad. She said, I shook the bad and paid attention to the good. And I turned to Catherine and I said, did she just say she shit the bed? <laughs> because that's what it sounded <laughs> it like. Keep flagging the play. <laughs> yeah, flagging the play. I'll have to edit that out. But uh, it's shook the bad. It's not a I mean, I'm, that's, yeah. that's tough, man. It's not a good phrase. No, shook the, shook the bad is not a good idea. It's not a good idea. They should have used some, but they got my attention. Maybe that's the so, idea. Uh, so that's good. Yeah, maybe that's the whole idea. He went, whoa, what is she saying? Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I really like Ian Shapiro. I really like his idea. And I really like the fact that we have to stop handing over power to people who don't deserve to have it. Mm-hmm. Why are you giving so much power to all these political figures in D.C.? Well, because I mean, people don't understand how the system even works. No, they don't. Yeah, Absolutely. really the main problem isn't political parties warring or people promising stupid things. It's that people somehow don't know better when they hear, you know, I'm going to fund your entire life and you'll never have to work or do anything. And they don't. Somehow people don't hear that and go, wait, how is this possible? How, like, what's the cost? They just think, oh, free stuff. And is it possible to make people not that stupid? No, people aren't yeah, going to be that stupid. Probably forever. not. They just are, unfortunately. No, unfortunately when people true. get their news from uh, B celebrities and Twitter, I don't think well, that they, they should they know can. better than that too. They should know better than hearing <gasps> some don't. celebrity tweet and think this person is grounded in reality. Let's listen to them. I, that's just who they want to follow. Those are the heroes. Yeah, but of people right now. Why? It's I don't know. Don't ask me. Mm. Well, to tell you the truth, I don't, I don't know if I could get through a day without listening to Alyssa Milano and what she has to say. Yeah, for real. <laughs> God, who cares what Seriously, you think? Seriously, she thinks she is the vice president. Oh, she does. It's amazing. Absolutely. You can get she an email from her does. every morning called Milano Minutes if you want. Yeah. Really? She really no, does just, think that she... That <laughs> no, that's a great I, idea. I get it. That's a good idea. <laughs> I followed the president you, on Twitter just to read the reactions to all his tweets. They're hysterical. I mean, the people yeah, troll. Yeah. There's just a couple people who just, they literally have to sit there staring at their phone waiting for him to tweet so they can be yes. the first person to respond yeah. with, Absolutely. no, you're dumb. True. It's like, <laughs> that's your life, huh? That's what you've chosen Some to do. Some of them are clever, though. I, one guy responded, I don't remember what he said. It was something, you know, Trumpian and totally outrageous. And some guy says, "Yes, what's for lunch in opposite world? <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny. It is pretty funny. Thank God there's some humor involved in this in some way, shape, or form. Do you know that our president and Nancy Pelosi are making America look very weak and stupid to the rest of the world. 
They know they're doing that right now because that is exactly what they they're doing. They don't care. They just don't care. It's all no. about the money. Isn't no, it? and they're complete narcissists. I'm sorry. They just are. Uh, they are. There's, it's, it's unfortunate. It's sad, but it's true. And I mean, the only reason why she's got the job she has is because she raises enough money to get it. Oh, yeah. She's all her billionaire friends. not a good reason. <laughs> I would agree with that as well. I just would like to see. Do you know, by the way, this Ocasio-Cortez is, of course, calling for a, for a top rate uh, of 70%, and she'd really like to see it at 90% because uh, wealthy people are not paying their fair share. I will go you out might on a limb. Do a, I'll go out on a limb and say I would be in favor of that, but under one condition. What's that? We had we've had tax rates that high before. We have. Yep. Yep. Right after World War II, because we paid correct. for the war. Yeah. We got a twenty-one yep. trillion dollar in the hole. We got, and nobody cares that we're. It just gets worse every year. Well, maybe nobody is is extreme, but you know, I I'm fiscally very conservative and i think we should pay up pay off our debts that's well, so i don't think we need really high tax rates forever but this we're not handing over a great world to the future it's but i have a question for you sure and it, this is a fact you can look it up 100 percent. the five percent uh the taxpayers the top uh, the top rate taxpayers yeah Five percent of the taxpayers pay ninety-five percent. I, I think of that's the correct. Income yeah. tax. That's it the is. Thing. They want it yeah. to be ninety-eight percent. I, I just so five percent of people are paying all the bills, and that's still not good enough. Part of the reason is because there's a lot of corporations that don't pay any tax, like Amazon. <laughs> yeah. They don't pay any taxes. It's disgusting. Uh, it's absolutely disgusting. But well, that's because I well, don't know. There's a reason for that, and that is because. They can make more money being headquartered somewhere that isn't America right. because America's taxes are right. too high, you could argue. Like Ireland? Yeah. Probably They're headquartered in Luxembourg, that. actually. Oh, Amazon. Are they? Yep. I didn't know that. So it's like, you know, if you raise taxes on corporations, every corporation is going to oh, do that yeah. and you'll end up losing money. There's a right. balance. Right. There's a... There's, you have to set the highest amount that won't scare them all away and make you go broke. That's right. I, I think you're right. 90% is not that rate. But I think we should there pay There you go with that on. common sense again. I also think Here's, Malcolm Forbes is right, and others have said it. We should do flat tax and get rid of this whole tax code. It's love it. It is a little waste idea. of time ever. Well, and it's so confusing. People don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. how many? How much money did places like TurboTax make because people are like, I can't, oh, I'm God. not even going to yeah, try. Just do it for me. Yeah, no, it's, no, you're absolutely right. They'd probably viable. save more money not having to pay for an accountant than they would <laughs> with the progressive tax rate. Yeah. I talked to a very, very smart economist about uh, that $21 trillion debt that America carries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, that's not a problem. And I said, why is that not a problem? He said, because if they need all $21 trillion of it, they'll take it from retirees who have all of the money. Which yeah. might be the plan. It might be the plan. I think it, well, uh, 55 plus in this country hold $217 trillion in assets. So we only took 10% to pay off the national debt. It's only 10%. But but nobody looks at the fact that it took a lifetime (laughs) of work to accumulate the wealth. So basically the people who've been paying the bills all along are going to get stuck paying the very last gigantic bill before they die. Isn't that amazing? It would be a it would be a very bad thing if they started implementing that now and 
take I mean, because people would lose everything their retirement if they just start if they just start taking things to redistribute the wealth well, that they keep talking about. Well, this economist said that's exactly what they're going to do. Well, what's going to happen to the people that are re- you know, know. Like getting older and need their I resources? I'm telling Andy, you, will you look and see? Yeah, it might be. It's Could coming. you look up for me and, and see what the population of people over 55 and over in America is? 55 and over, because that's where all the money is now. Um, I wish we were really, in the, really I wish we were in the old studio and still had the bar. I could use a cocktail right about now. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's true. It's one of those shows I could use a. Well, you can always tape uh, a bottle of hooch under the table for yourself. There you go. Fifty-five. <laughs> Thanks, Catherine. Let's see, fifty-five to sixty-four and sixty-five plus combined is twenty-nine percent. So 29%. about thirty percent of the population. That's going to accelerate. That's going to keep going up. Yeah, it is. Yep. It peaks at forty percent. Mm-hmm. 20, 40, or 50 or so. Yep. So, yeah, amazing thing. about 30%, yeah. so probably about 100 million over 55. Yeah, it's yeah, it's about 100 million people. That's about right. Maybe a little more than that. So, once again, Grandma and Grandpa are going to pay all the bills for everything that's happened in the last 25 years. Is that right? Yep. That's wonderful because they will they'll issue an executive order according to this man I was talking to they'll issue an executive order and you're going to have to cough up whatever it is uh, you know if it's a hundred a hundred million people that have to pay a twenty one trillion dollar debt I mean trillion is twenty one thousand million or twenty one thousand trillion uh, billion yes billion, that's what yeah. it is yeah so so how much is that per person? You go through 100 million people paying $21 trillion in debt. What is that, about 21000 No, it's about 210000 isn't it, bucks per person? Million. I think it's 210000 a person. That's you a are correct. $210,000 per person. Then, then we won't have a national debt. Of course, everybody under 55 <laughs> won't have to kick in a nickel. But so. then we'll just do it again. And then we'll just do it again anyway. That's exactly yeah, right. We don't have to pay Maybe off. I should have a drink with you, Doug. We don't have okay. to pay what? off the national debt, though. That's the thing. No, we don't. Every country no, has a national that. debt. And compared yeah, to do. our GDP, ours isn't actually that bad. What is $21 on? trillion just... is a lot of money, but America also has a lot of money. Yeah, but somebody needs to explain to me. It's like okay, so California, a place that's one that's broke. It's been broke for I don't even know how Actually, long. Eight years, right? They're in pretty good shape financially. Are they? Are they coming? Back? I thought that yeah. they were still not really. Yeah. No, I think when okay. when Brown took office in 2010, they were a couple of billion in the hole, and I think they're I think they're mm-hmm. out. They actually export more tax dollars than they take in. In other words. It, the federal tax that gets paid in California gets redistributed to other states, so they use less tax right. money than they collect. Right. That's interesting because the last stat I, I saw said, um, was talking about that Californians' uh, population growth has definitely slowed big time, and lots of corporations have left. Yeah, there, there are some that have left. Jobs That's and right. corporations are gone, so it's surprising that they're so healthy. Okay. We'll keep an eye on them all. That's all I'm saying to you. We'll keep an eye on everybody. But, uh, yeah, I just uh, uh, just to kind of look back, I, I don't call anybody Pocahontas. Don't call anybody yeah. the Grand Wizard. Yeah, can we just stop? Stop giving your idiotic arguments about why you need to keep the government shut down. And it's a partial shutdown. They keep calling it the shutdown. It is not totally shut down. Only about, what, 25% of it is? Now, look. 
if you're not getting a paycheck, I do feel terrible for yes. you about that. But we have done something about that. I'm not going to tell you what, but we uh, we've kicked in, and I'm very proud to do so. You know, people aren't getting a paycheck. They need to have a fund, and there are funds out there you can find, ladies and gentlemen. But um, yeah, I mean, so it's not like I don't care about these people that aren't working. And you know, we found it and we contributed money to it, and hopefully it'll help out. I, but I do think. All people should be doing that. So basically, if you just took the 100 100 million people that are over 55 that have all the money, right? Uh Yes. Okay. Well, I just wanted to make sure you guys were all there. We're here. Okay, so it's 100 million people, 800,000 people need money. So let's say it's a million people that need money and they're not getting paid. Well, just round it up because it's a lot easier to do then. That's not very much money from each person, is it? No. I mean, it's not. It's just not that much money. If you've got 100 million people picking up the tab for 800,000 people, that's pretty easy to do. What is that, about 0.8%, Dandy, on a on a on the dollar? It's like 0.8% of a dollar, isn't it, per person? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's not that expensive. This is very easily solved. What I'd like to do is maybe I'll go on a road trip and, camp, you know, just get out there and try to raise money and just get everybody getting a paycheck and then tell Pelosi and Trump, why don't you shove it? Mm. Everybody's getting their paycheck now, okay? They're back at work. They're getting paid. You two need to pull your heads out of your ass. You Look, first of all— well, They need to stop you being able— to use this That's as a true, political yeah. game. That's what they need to stop doing. They can't. They just shouldn't be able to just shut down the government because they can't agree on something. Is it true that they have a combined age of 155? <laughs> that's what I was told. That's about right. I, mm-hmm. I think that's about right because isn't Trump like 75 years old? Yeah, and Nancy Pelosi 80. And she's 80, so he would, they were right. 155 years of experience, all for naught. Well, so with age does not come <laughs> wisdom in these two. No. No, it's very true. It's just about me, me, more me now. I'm important. I'm a billionaire. I'm really cool. Everybody loves me. Nobody loves either one of you. Well, I hope you do know that. Another surprising stat that I heard was that the average government employee makes $100,000 a year. $120,000. 120000 Which is not true. It isn't? No. Who? I did some research on that. It's it, about yeah. 57000 in Minnesota. Just pretty would, much the I, average. I know, it's, it varies by state quite a bit. And in Washington, D.C. Yeah. Yeah. And it depends on if you include things like they get extremely good health care. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Their, their benefits yeah. are probably better than They're their really salary. Good. Pensions are great. So it depends on if you include that. But the, jo- the jobs. We will take a break. Oh, sorry. No, we'll be right back and we'll talk about jobs with Doug Sprinthal right after this Tom Bernard Show. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. 
Tom Bernard here to tell you, Priority Courier Experts has immediate openings for drivers looking for more. Priority drivers are independent contractors who set their own hours, start from their own driveways, and deliver local on-call parcels and freight, which means you're home for dinner every night, and you get paid weekly. Right now, Priority's driver-friendly lease-to-own program has brand-new dock trucks, flatbeds, curtain sides, and tractor trailers just waiting to be driven home. And Priority's also offering a $4,000 sign-on bonus to qualified drivers. So if you've got the skills, we can get you qualified to start driving a brand-new truck in as little as three days. Calling all drivers. Come get the $4,000 sign-on bonus you deserve for all the knowledge and experience you bring to the delivery business. Call our fleet reps right now at 651-748-4477 or visit them online at Priority.com. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. Another one rides the bus, and another comes on, and another comes on, and another one rides the bus. Hey, I'm going to sit by you. I love that. (laughs) I know. Weird Al, man. I love Weird Al. This is a great song, actually. Another one bites the dust. Yeah. Hell of a song, to tell you the truth. Uh, Doug, you were making a comment as we had. No, no I was there. just talking about federal jobs, and and the same job pays different depending on where you live. Uh, so if you're a DC worker yeah. and you're doing yep. this, you're gonna you make pretty good salaries. You know, a lot of it, it's you, you hear a lot of people saying, you know, they make a hundred and seventy thousand dollars a year in Congress, and they bitch about not being able to afford to live in DC. Well, the problem is, is that they can't live there permanently, so they have to have a home mm-hmm. in their home state. Otherwise, they can't get elected. Right. And D.C. Right. is really expensive. There was a show called Alpha House about congressmen yeah, that all yep. lived together. That was based on a true story. I mean, there was a bunch, yeah, of, was. bunch yep. of guys, and they all had to bunk together because they couldn't really afford to live in Washington by themselves. It's, it seems crazy, but John that's the way Goodman. it is. Yep. It was a good show. John I wish that it, it, it had more than one season. I thought that was pretty fun to watch. Yeah, I thought it was two seasons. Is there two? Is it only one? Cassie, aren't you the one that told me about that in the first place? Oh, gosh. What was it? Alpha House. Alpha House. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's only two seasons. Okay. Well, we could easily verify that. Well, what's nice, you can get through it really fast. No, I I watched it, but the point was is that, you know, a lot of people didn't realize it was based on, I think, Harry Reid and a bunch of guys like that. Alpha House had two seasons. I love that show. I wish they would have continued it. (laughs) It's so funny. (laughs) Well, anything John Goodman's in, I'll watch. And he's never even been nominated for an Oscar. That shows you how far up their ass those people have their heads. Yeah. How do you not nominate John Goodman for an Oscar? I don't know. I, I love him. I'm a huge fall. fan of John Goodman. I am, too. We watched uh, Just the, absolutely love the Big Lebowski. Sarah was always ripping it. And I said, when was the last time you watched that? She said, when it came out. I said, all right, just see how much you can yep. sit through. She laughed really her good. ass off the whole movie, and it's uh-huh. really funny. Yes. I hate the uh, Eagles, man, and the <laughs> cab driver kicks him out of the cab. <laughs> John Turturro was the, the bowler. The yeah. bowler, oh, yeah, God, with yeah. the fancy outfits. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> And Steve Bersimi just plays a dumbass. Yeah. Shut up, Donnie. I know. Love him. All right, I'm going to bring something up, and if you're going to go look at the picture, I'd be warned about the picture. That is not a real dog. It's a prop dog. Because when you look at it, it looks like they're doing this to a real dog. It looks really, really a lot like a real dog. 
Shoppers at a large outdoor mall in Sydney, Australia, were shocked by a demonstration led by animal rights group PETA on Saturday in which they barbecued a prop dog in an attempt to turn others to veganism. If you wouldn't eat a dog, why would you eat a lamb? A sign below the lifelike charred dog. This, this dog figure is... There's blood, there's charring, oh, there's... Yeah. Oh, God, it's just... Have you seen it, Andy? Mm, I, I'm seeing it now. Yeah. This was in Australia? Oh. Yeah. Yep. In they Australia. Have, they yeah. have vegans in Australia. That seems like the last place in the world that they... <laughs> yeah, all the that. plants growing there... I uh, yeah, it's it's really really disgusting that they would do something like this. I don't. I, once again, if you if you don't agree with me, I hate you. Shoppers at a large outdoor mall in Sydney, Australia, were shocked by a demonstration led by animal uh, rights group PETA, turning people to veganism. I'm looking. They left the fur on the head of the dog, which has its mouth open. Doesn't that look just like a real dog, Andy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw. It I mean, too. it does. It. Oh, you saw it too. Ugh. Hard to, hard to look at, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Here's the here's what I have to say. If you talk to any nutritionist that knows what the hell they're doing, veganism is a horrible diet for human beings. It is, Andy. I think you told me that. You're the first one to tell me that. Veganism is yeah. Well, I mean, the fact that you need supplementation, or else you'll have like you'll get like brain damage and such. It should tell right. you something. Yeah, it's not a good diet, and as a matter of fact, the best thing you can eat for your brain to function at its peak is meat. I hate to tell you that. It's true. Uh, everything functions very, very well. And it's just a balance. I'm not talking about you know chugging down 10 hot dogs or anything like that. But yeah, nice, lean meat is actually very, very good for you. It's really good for you. But, uh, you know, if you want to eat all that fatty stuff and have a heart attack while you're smoking a Pall Mall, that's your business. Right? Yeah, right. Mm. So, yeah, I, I don't know why, why have we gotten to the point. Now, I'm going to run this by Doug because Andy and, and uh, Cassie have already uh, heard, heard us talk about this. But we had a guy on yesterday that was talking about the fact the reason people are acting so completely odd and mean and just out of control he thinks the electromagnetic fields from a cell phone held up to your ear all day long is messing with your brain. Well, I would disagree because um, okay. people don't hold them up to their ear all day long. You're one of the few people that actually answers the That's phone true. that I know. I mean, people are oh, staring right? at their phones all day long, but think about it. Maybe I get people away People don't. They don't. They're computers now. They're not telephones. They happen to have a telephone function right. on the odd, off case you want to right. use it, but... Yep. I don't know. I would disagree with a good doctor. You know what's really great about that, though? Apparently, for me, the electromagnetic fields of holding the phone up to my ear made me a better person. What do you think of that? That's what happened. <laughs> yeah. I'm a nicer guy because the electromagnetic fields are messing with my brain. This will be a little bit of a memory test, but there was a politician that died of brain cancer, I think, 15 or 20 years ago. And I can't remember. He was a Republican. And they were positing that it was because of cell phone radiation. Mm. Oh, that's right. Who so was you don't that think that's guy? true? Oh, I, I can't. Just leave. God, I can't remember his name. Andy, figure, see if you can figure it out based on those very <laughs> terrible clues. Mm. Those are really great clues. There's no question about that. Well, he was up there, uh, though. Should I show Mom the video? Of what? Lee Harvey v- Oswald? Uh, no, it wasn't. Peter. It's trying to talk people into becoming vegans. Ahead of his time. Oh, God, yes. You have to understand this is not a real dog. This is a prop dog, 
but look at what they did at a mall in Australia. I mean, it is psychic. Look at that. Doesn't that look like a real dog? What is that? I mean, that's ter- it's, a, it's a prop dog. They barbecued a dog. Yes, but it's not a real dog. Okay, they're just nuts. It really looks like a real... Look at that. I mean, that looks like a real dog. Well, they're well-known for they're being barbecued. crazy. That's like what they See, do. Well, they I are crazy. I kind of find so. that to be offensive, personally. Yeah, I don't understand why we have to go that... But, but If you don't want to eat animals, you don't have to eat animals. So, once again, we're going to put all the the entire ag business out of, you know, gone. Just gone. Nothing left. Yeah, kind of looks like it. Um, I need to get an opinion from everybody that... No, it knows a lot more about this than I do. Um, Netflix is raising its prices again. Mm-hmm. Hulu is cutting the price of its uh, most yeah. popular shows. What What's going on here? Hulu's, yeah, two bucks a month they're going down in and, their subscription price. And Netflix is going up three bucks a month. So now I do understand the programming on Netflix is a lot better than on Hulu. I, it is. Well, there's I mean, just a lot the, more the original of movies and all that. Well, there's a lot more of them, but there are original movies and all that. Yeah, I think their costs are so much higher because they're they're producing content. Yeah, where Hulu just resells stuff, basically, right? You know what I would like would be an option to pay less but not have the access to their original content. How about that? Because I don't have watch all of that Netflix. Just all I don't watch Netflix original content. So oh, you didn't watch? Uh, why am I paying for it? What was the movie again with with uh, Sandra Bullock? Oh, Bird Box. Yeah, but I watched that at your house. Yeah, we didn't choose to watch it. Well, Hulu has original (laughs) programming, right? They they did, yeah, Handmaid's Tale is Hulu. Oh, that's right. And that's very popular. Yeah, and um, the other thing is is that I think that Hulu, that was a really smart move because some people are going to be like, you know, I've kind of topped out on what I'm going to pay for Netflix. And I'm not going to, you know, so I'm, they're yeah. going to look yep. for another place to yeah. to uh, get their content. So Hulu's like, hey, we're two bucks cheaper now. So I think that's a really smart move. I think uh, from what I understand, Netflix produces so much stuff that they don't even have out. They just produce all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I guess so. And they're paying and paying and paying and, and they don't, it's on the shelf. It's not even out. So maybe they need to just kind of rethink their business plan. Mm, yeah, it might be time for that. Interesting couple of lines here. GOP senator plans to break with Trump on vote to reopen government. And Pelosi facing Dem pressure to deal with Trump and shutdown. So they're both starting to receive some pressure from their own parties. Oh, about Thank time. God people are stepping up and going, you're both crazy. Mm-hmm. And you both need to get the hell out of the way and serve the people. You are here as a public servant, so start serving, jackasses. You have that much money, you don't feel like you're a servant, I'm pretty well, sure. Then, why don't, then get the hell out of office. That would be the smart thing to do, wouldn't it? Well, I would think. But they love the power. I know, but Jesus. And the attention. I, just, I, I am glad that Republicans and Democrats are stepping up going, we've had enough of you. Yes, it's about uh, time. Get it done. Get this taken care of. Now, when, when are they going to vote again? Uh, isn't there something in the Senate that's going on? Uh, they don't think it's going to pass, but there's something I happening. I think Friday, right? tomorrow, maybe. Is it tomorrow? I think so. And then there was another one supposed to be on the, like, the 29th. There's, I don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll keep an eye on it and see just the craziness that is my favorite thing about washington dc right now is the fact that in washington dc there's recreational pot so everybody who lives in dc can use all the pot they want to 
but you can't out there because it's a federal offense. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's hilarious. The hypocrisy in our democracy is just ridiculous. It's unbelievable. So they can do whatever they wish, but you cannot because it's a federal offense if you do, and you could go to jail. But uh, I don't know. I, I found Whatever. The, I found the brain cancer victim. It was tough because John McCain died of brain cancer. So I had, yeah. Oh, yep. yeah, it was. It, God, it was. It was in 1995. It was Lee Atwater. He was the chair of the uh, RNC. Oh, that's oh. right. Oh, yeah, well, yep, I and I remember him. that they were saying it was probably because of cell phone use. At least they thought that's what it was. But yeah. Right. So I got that's the Lee exactly part. It. I, it was not <laughs> Lee Harvey Oswald though. Andy. It was not, it was not Lee Harvey Oswald. See, the brain's still clicking. You're part absolutely right. <laughs> Boy, I love these stories. We're talking about dumbass politicians. Let's now let's talk about the dumbass people in Hollywood that keep propping these idiots up. Barbara Streisand is so insecure about one side of her face that she canceled an appearance on Jimmy Kimmel Live because of it. If a guest wants you to swap around your set so the camera gets their best side, do you refuse? I've had to switch seats for Mariah Carey four times, Andy Cohen. Asked Kimmel on Watch What Happens Live this week. Kimmel quipped, I've had a guest ask for that, and I said no. And she walked, because they wouldn't shoot her the the way she wanted to be shot, she walked off the show. Oh, boy. What is Barbara up to that she wants to be on Kimmel? Well, she wants the whole. She wants to live in her mansion, but the rest of us should pay dearly for health care and. Oh, she wanted to spout off about political things. Oh, I thought maybe she was singing again or doing something that she used to do. No, she. And by the way, got some bad news, and I hate to say this because it sounds really insensitive, but you don't have a good side. So. Oh. (laughs) What do you think? Come on, Sounds man. really insensitive because it is. It is. Because it is. That's why. <laughs> Didn't her dad no, call her like ugly or beast. something like that? Oh, called that's her the, right. She has a sister, and he called the sisters Beauty and the oh. Beast. His own, her well, own father. Let's wonder her. why she's insecure. That's right. <laughs> let's just exactly. put We're our thinking caps feeling on. Feeling a lot better about my parenting skills. Yeah. Well, don't feel too good about it. All right. <laughs> Uh, Cohen asked, really, was it Streisand? He said, yes, it was a condition. The condition was that we couldn't talk about uh, that we'd switched around our seats. And I was like, I don't see how that would work. Streisand previously made Jimmy Fallon switch seats with her, took the driver's seat in James Corden's carpool karaoke uh, in order to showcase her her favorite side of her face. Oh, the Sun like reported. If your dad was that mean to you, you're never well, going to get over true. it. Well, that's true. Yeah, I suppose you're right that's about that. That's not nice. Your dad's that big a dink. I suppose it, you're making you're making plenty sense. Did we learn a lot today on the show? Because I did. I learned a lot yes. today. That there are even keel, kind of centrist thinking people out there like Ian Shapiro. A college just, professor who you normally hate. We found one that actually knows what he's talking about. That's mm. Ian and your dad are the only yep. two I like. Only two in America. Only <laughs> two in America. Uh, no, I just... It has gotten to the point now. I... I, I I, like I said, I've tried being a Democrat, tried being a Republican. I didn't care for either one of them. Mm-hmm. Kind of ended up being a centrist. And, and what's funny about that is everybody still thinks that I'm just conservative as hell, which I, I guess you haven't heard me in the last three well, years. Well, that's because they haven't heard you. And they just, you know, people yeah. love to have their judgments and they don't like to, to change their minds on somebody. They just well, don't like that at all. We will close on this note. You're going to love this. Sprinthal, you're really going to love this. Uh, one of our listeners this morning in the KQ Morning Show sent me my Wikipedia page. 
Oh, yeah, Wikipedia.org. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a line in my bio that says he refers to himself all the time. All the time he refers to himself as Mr. HOF. What? Wow. Mr. Hall of Fame. Yeah, you've heard me say uh, that many times, haven't you? I well, stopped listening exactly to the show 50 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly well, I mean, it. maybe as a joke, but... I did it as a joke when it first happened. Yeah, Mr. HOF. I'm going to sign my autograph that oh, way. Uh, can you take a joke? I did it once, and you say I do it. Well, this article says I honey, do it all the time. Just the other day, when we were arguing about what movie to go see, you were saying I'm a Hall of Famer. Yes. I get to go yes. see what I, I, I want. Remember, yes, I remember saying I remember that. that. I love the show today. Good booking, good guests, and Doug. We had to drag you, you know, along, but I know. Sorry, I'll try to say more next time. All right, pallies, that's going to do it for the show. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tom Bernard Show.